it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam, the SLB. Alongside me today, as always, the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation of ours, it is Scott. Hey, buddy. How are we doing this morning? I uh, hear we have a special guest on the line with us. We do. We do. Sam, I'm doing pretty well. It's uh, another lovely day to talk wrestling. And for our special guest tonight, I'm going to do a little intro, something that I've joked with her about doing before but today i finally get that opportunity so ladies and gentlemen my name is scott julian and i will always and forever be the advocate for the now reigning defending undisputed first ever female chaotic wrestling heavyweight champion of the world she will dvn your life if you try to take that title i'm looking at you paul london her name is Davian. Davian, how are we today? Oh my gosh, what an intro. That was awesome. <laughs> I am great. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well. Good. Um, I've got to my food shopping done way before this. I'm pretty content. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we're ready to get right into this. You know, we, um, when we saw you, again, congrats on your win of that title. I saw that I don't know if I think I came across it. And I know Scott had his own thing going on that same night we had talked about because I know we wanted to get down there that night. You wrestled for the belt. Um, I did see it, and I'm like, we should definitely get you on and uh, chit chat a little bit. Yeah, it was really like an unbelievable night. It was incredible. So, so, so how long have you been wrestling? Um, just out of curiosity. I debuted in April 2013, so eight years. Oh wow! Oh wow! That's that's quite that's uh, quite a bit, especially you know being on the independents. Um, and you know, obviously, I know you wrestled on AEW Dark. Um, that's where you know I came became familiar with you a little. Well, I mean, Scott's mentioned you before, but. <laughs> I, th- I think I've been singing the praises of her since I don't know since we started talking. <laughs> so, so what influenced you to become a, a wrestler? Was um, anyone their matches or events? No, honestly, um, 
Like, I was a really big, like, baseball fan um, in, like, 2004. So I was in the fourth grade. Um, and, like, girls can't be Major League Baseball players. Um, and then I fell in love with wrestling, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I could do this. Because um, I've never really been, like, a traditional kind of person that was going to, like, work in an office the rest of my life. Um so I, you know, Randy Orton is my favorite wrestler. Um, and I was like, this guy is awesome. Like, I want to be a wrestler just like him. So ever since I was 11. <laughs> so like, what was that? WrestleMania 20, WrestleMania 21-ish around that time? Yes, WrestleMania 21 was my first WrestleMania, Randy Orton versus Undertaker. Oh, what a what a uh, what a feud leading up to that match too! My God, it was so good. Yeah, Randy Orton is the best. <laughs> and, of, and of course, Sam and I are, are giggling about this, but um, <laughs> I have a, a long time rivalry with um, it's a friendly rivalry with a with a fellow podcast of ours um, uh, from uh, <laughs> Know the Ropes, and um, Sam over there is a huge fan of Randy. And for the last like year, year and a half, um, I've been doing everything in my power to just be a fan of whoever's wrestling Randy. And <laughs> <laughs> I had actually forgotten that Randy was your was one of your favorites. So when you said that, I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. I get in fights over Randy Orton. I will defend Randy Orton until the day I die. <laughs> Well, you and him are going to be best of friends now, so... <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> yeah, I think I think for me, and I know Scott hates hearing this because I'm... I mean, we're both younger than Scott, but, you know, I think WrestleMania 20 was about when I started. So just, just around the same time, I think I was like 13 or something like that. Um, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan then. But granted, I mean, that didn't last long during that period. I was... Uh, homeschooled catholic homeschool family so around that time you can it's kind of like okay i see why my parents will let me watch this but you know <laughs> kind of, a way different product now <laughs> um so i know the wrestling industry right now is like blooming and i can only imagine from like your perspective that it must be kind of is it exciting being talent and now you have AEW in the mix and New Japan starting to become prominent and Impact is doing really well and WWE's there? Uh, you know, <laughs> what's what, what's your view on you know? I mean, obviously you you work with Chaotic and I know you've worked with other promotions before, but how how do you feel as a talent in regards to the way the industry is growing right now? Oh, I think it's great. Like there are so many opportunities for people to make a living, not just in WWE. Um, and that's awesome for all the talent because there really is absolutely no way that all the like talented wrestlers on the independents could all work for WWE. <laughs> like it's impossible. Um, there would never be enough roster spots. There would never be enough money. Um, so to have multiple companies, television promotions, um, even, like, people are able to make a living off of the indies. Like, it's just, it's so great to have everybody be able to, like, have a job. <laughs> so, was there a definite, like, 
you've been in the industry for eight years. Was there def like when AEW got announced and they started, you know, you know, double or nothing happened, full gear happened, uh, that first year, uh, first round of pay per views, um, and then the show uh, Dynamite started. Was there definitely a, could you feel like there was like change happening rather than a, oh, another promotion just in the mix? Um, I don't know. I guess like, you know, like a lot of like my friends like initially got signed to AEW and it was like, oh, this is like cool. And, but like you still see them because they're still in the indies. Um, but then like you're at the airport um and like people are coming up to them with like figures and stuff and they're like signing fi- like you know it's like oh okay like this is weird like you guys are like now like celebrities basically like how you would <coughs> really see like wwe stars um like uh there's very much similarities with with aew um i don't know on like a personal level if i could like feel the change because i don't know i'm stupid and i just kind of ignore things outside of my general circle um i'm very self-absorbed and i'm just like yeah what's happening in my life is what's happening um this is why we're friends david (laughs) and i mean like it's it's honestly it's really cool like i'm just really glad that like the people that I'm really close with and I think are really talented are, are getting the opportunities that they deserve on a national platform. So who you, you mentioned all your friends being signed with AEW or whatnot, who, who would you say your closest friends are in the industry or AEW or yeah, you know, just the industry in general, I guess. Um, my closest friends definitely be um, um, Anthony green. Um, very close with Anthony. Um, and his fiance Ava Everett, um, Becca. She's uh, new to the independent. She's been wrestling about two years, but she's absolutely incredible. Um, Layla Hirsch, who's signed to AEW and Team C Stars, are some of my close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Bear Country are incredibly talented, and and some of my good friends. Um, and then um, my two new roommates are Aaron Rourke and TJ Crawford, um, both incredibly, incredibly talented and just, like, need to get a look pretty soon. <laughs> that is awesome. I actually I had no clue about Bear Country. Um, that's, that's awesome. I love Bear Country. <laughs> so... We talk about all the different, you know, wrestling and matches and stuff. For you personally, what's your favorite match that you've had so far? Oof. I know that's a lot to go back on. It's a lot. So I would have to say um, there's there's three. I can't choose between them. <laughs> That's understandable. Um, myself and Anthony Green from Pandemic at the Dojo, Limitless Wrestling, right before Anthony got signed. Um, it was literally just like a dojo taping, and it was one of the m- most fun matches I've ever had. I love Anthony. He always just challenges me. Um, then uh, myself and Becca, round two for Limitless Wrestling. Uh, I forget what show it aired on, but it was, I think it was the second to last pandemic taping that Limitless had. 
Um, and then, I mean, I can't really distinguish um, which of my matches with JT Dunn are my favorite, but like the three with him. Probably the last one edges out because I beat him for the title, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of of that one, um, but I I remember watching the the second one. Um, it was before the um, the chaotic countdown, and your match with him, like it was just you two flow together so beautifully, and like. There's no, yeah, it's just, it's like water. It's, 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 it's insane. Um, and like the moves you guys hit on one another. And I remember just watching and I'm just like completely enthralled in it. And then you hit a spear on him, which it's been a while. I haven't been able to see a lot of your matches. <laughs> when you hit that spear, I nearly jumped off my couch. I was just like, wait, whoa, whoa, where'd this come from? <laughs> <laughs> That spear was awful. I thought he broke my wrist on that spear because he flipped and landed on my arm. And I was like, oh, my God, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when we talked about that afterwards and you had mentioned that I went back and I watched it, watched that part again. And I was like, oh, God, I completely understand what she's talking about. Yeah, I immediately like grabbed my wrist and started shaking it. I was like, you jerk. I hate you. But that's the only time we've really actually no. We did have one mishap in the ring where um I threw his own elbow pad at him and I hit him right in the eye. <laughs> Whoops. Like I couldn't have planned it. And I hit him right in the eyeball and he was so mad and I was like, "Oops." But other than that, we work really well together. <laughs> oh man. So Going off of your, your victory with with um, with <laughs> JT Dunn, um, talk about that for a minute. Like with Chaotic, I know that you've been there for for a while. Um, I've been to a whole bunch of shows before I moved to Vermont, and you were always a, a big part of it back then. Obviously, now you're the figurehead of the show. You get to face, you know, the who's who of the independents. I get to face Paul freaking London. Right? Like, that's, like, I remember seeing that that chaotic promo for it, and I'm just like, wait, is that? Wait. Wait. What? And I'm like, I blew up your phone afterwards. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, so the <laughs> Paul London thing is actually really funny. Um, because, you know... Um, I was asked like, oh, who would you, who would you want to wrestle? And I was like, we went, we went through a few names. Um, and a few of them were not available. <laughs> Nick Gage, um, oh, was Jesus not available. Christ. <laughs> yeah, I went right, I went right for it. I was like, ooh, let's do this. Um, but he was not available, unfortunately. And then we went through like a couple other names. I was like, eh, like, uh, I don't know. And a couple people, other other people weren't available. And so I just went, does Paul London still wrestle? And a phone call was made. And then, you know, it's happening. And I was just like, wow, cool. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Oh. Like, I was just like, I, I went to a seminar of his like five years ago. And he was incredible. And I was just like, 
I don't, I think the picture like, came up on like Facebook memories or something. And I was like, huh? Like, what if Paul London would come to Chaotic and wrestle me? Because that's the thing, too, is I get nervous about like asking for these people because I'm like, would they come and wrestle a girl? Like, a lot of like old school or like, you know, top guys will be like, no, I'm not having an intergender match. Or they're, contracted where they can't have an intergender match so you know it's like something that you know like people that i would want to wrestle but they like couldn't wrestle a female so why now now you got me wondering why would they be contracted not to have an intergender match sam i had that same question I i don't know i know some companies it's very much frowned upon like yeah, you can wrestle on the independence as long as you're not wrestling for a company that's like, you know, streaming on this or whatever. Um, and no intergender matches. It's just kind of like an old school thing. Um, but it has happened to me before where it's like, oh, I checked with, you know, wherever I'm signed to, like, say, Ring of Honor or something like that. And like, I can't wrestle a girl. And it's just like, okay, you just. That's that's where you're you're signed. So <laughs> we're not gonna. And not saying that like Ring of Honor did that. I'm just. Um, I have heard like some places it's like frowned upon. They're like, eh, no, we really don't want you doing that. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting, especially when like, I mean, I think of the big one. I think of for me was uh, Tessa Blanchard taking on Sammy Callahan to win that belt. Um, and I, you know, I thought that. Uh, little bit of a spurt on impact was pretty cool and very very attractive and you know you know the way that build up did that match you think some companies would lean more towards it maybe um but no that's interesting that that even be a contracted thing not even just a word of mouth kind of yeah it's just like usually when you are contracted somewhere um i wouldn't know this because i'm not but (laughs) like if you're gonna take an independent booking you go to your company and are like, hey, this date, this match, and they'll, like, say yes or no. Um, and sometimes it'd be like, we really don't want you doing intergender. And it's like, okay, that's where you make your money, so don't make them mad. And then other people are just, like, old school. They just don't like it. It's just like, eh, it's not for me. And it's like, that's cool. You don't have to. You don't. I mean, nobody's like forcing anybody to have an intergender match. Oh, <laughs> like, no, if you don't no. want to do it. We would fine. I was just. I was just when you said. You know. You know. They just. I don't know. I'm. I'm, su- I'm surprised. It's. I mean. I guess you don't want to do it too often. You know. Depending on. I mean, size doesn't even matter. I mean, fucking Hornswoggle wrestled how many, like big show and whatnot. So I guess size doesn't really matter at that point. But. <laughs> I think it. I think it might be the stigma of like you know it's a man versus a woman, so people get offended by it, and you know it's. I don't know. I I've seen I've seen my fair share of intergender intergender matches, and they've all been outstanding. I mean, you look at people like Candice LeRae, like she will take on anybody, doesn't matter what size they are, and she'll kick their ass. It's just it right. is what it is. It's just. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm hoping that eventually things will begin to soften, and you know, we'll see more intergender matches that actually, you know, 
not like some of the stuff that I've seen on WWE lately. Um, some of the, in the <laughs> or NXT, the intergender matches are essentially the, the guy just gets his ass handed to him the whole time and nothing really happens. It's like, come on, give me a competitive match and, you know, do something to entertain me. Like, right. I know these people can wrestle because they're there. They're not there just to talk. Like, Robbie E is a great example. Like, the man knows how to wrestle. But whenever he's in an intergender match, he just gets his hand, ass handed to him the entire time. <laughs> um, but while we're continuing on the topic of, of intergender and chaotic, um, let's talk about that 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 new title. Um, they've abolished, not abolished, but they've retired the, the women's championship and they've brought the Panoptic title into into being yeah um when i first heard about the panoptic title like i i was against it but not because of like the meaning behind the title i'm just like the like inclusivity and stuff like that like i think that's very important but i was just like oh like we have so many like girls training at the school like i want them to like aspire to something like there's really no other like women's title in new england that's like I mean, the Chaotic Wrestling Women's Championship was held by Sasha Banks. Like, you know? Right, like, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 when I first started wrestling, that's really all I had to aspire to. Um, and then it was brought to my attention that, like, hey, <laughs> you're a trailblazer for all of these girls. And, like, because of you, they get to aspire to every title. And I was like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's true. You did kind of break that glass ceiling I there. I kind of did. It's um, <laughs> like wild. Um, and, you know, and then when the panoptic belt was like, you know, it wasn't like all of the meaning behind it was explained to me. And I was like, okay, like this isn't just like a clout thing or like a, you know, a woke Twitter kind of title. Like, because <laughs> that's a, like, you know, you know. Yeah. Um, it is, it's, like, it's very much to just be, like, hey, um, all of our titles are, anybody can win them. But this title is specifically for people who identify a certain way, and it's for everybody, and, like, you're special, so you can have, like, a special title. You know what I mean? Yeah, So it's exactly. not, like... And it was it was also really hard when like we introduced the title and then people are like, oh, of course you got rid of the woman's belt, and we couldn't be like, well, like Davies <laughs> winning the heavyweight title, you know what I mean? Like we all knew the plan. Yeah. But it was like people got mad because it was the woman's title that went away. Like, oh, why can you take away like your New England title or whatever? And it was like, the woman's title is not like gone. It's just been, you know, the women can win any other title. Right. So it's like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the unfortunate part that I've seen with people that they they're they're so quick to jump to conclusions without waiting for the story to be completely told. Exactly. And it's like a lot of the people that gave us negativity like don't watch the product. Yeah, and that and that's the same thing. It's just like if you're going to just sit there and complain, it's like come on, like educate yourself with what's going on in the show. And you'll understand why this is happening. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, if you if you just look at Summer Chaos, 
there was three different woman segments on an indie show um which is honestly like kind of rare um and i think chaotic is doing a really good job with just putting people who are talented and like work really hard on the roster and it's like you're talented you work really hard you want to be a team player like you're going to be featured it doesn't matter like we're not trying to like fill quotas or anything it's just literally like you work hard you're really good (laughs) you have a spot um and it's in I mean the way it used to be when I first started wrestling it was like okay two girls in the locker room they're gonna wrestle each other and be matched before main and that's it there was no stories there was really not a lot of effort put in and now it's like you know, I sit in creative meetings and have, like, a lot of input into, like, what I'm doing, what the rest of the roster is doing, what the other girls are doing, um, and, like, my voice is so heard, and it's really, honestly, so weird, because I'm just, like, you know, I'm just looked at as, like, somebody who's talented, not be, not just, like, I'm a woman, like, it's just all equal. And that's awesome. That yeah, it's it, it's funny um, that you just mentioned like you're, you're in like the talent relation meetings and, and creative meetings and and stuff like that. It's like like us talking like outside of this like you're really quiet. And I can only imagine that it's either one of two things: either you're kind of quiet in these meetings, or you're just you have a thousand ideas and they all need to be heard. <laughs> I would say, so I just wanted to be, like, more involved in the school when, um, when I kind of, like, transitioned to this, like, larger role in Chaotic. Um, and I like to say that I'm, like, I'm, like, a finisher. Like, I'll listen to ideas and then, like, I'll polish it. Um, but when I'm in these meetings, like, I listen to ideas and then if some name gets brought up, I'm, like, no, they suck. And that's... (laughs) That's where I draw the line. Like, if I think somebody's trash, they're not being brought in. That's amazing. I love that's, that. That's <laughs> me in the meetings. Um, and I also just have, you know, like, my friends and my students, like, who have their ideas, they, like, pitch them to me so then I can pitch them to to Chase, who, you know, runs the company. Yep. Um and and that's pretty much what we do. Um, and it's all just really a team effort of everybody's ideas and, like, how things are going to go. Um, so it's really cool to just, you know, be like, hey, this is who I want to wrestle. Can we get them? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you are the champ. So, I mean, you, you, you got a little bit of pull now. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> so... So I, I mentioned at the beginning, and you wrestled on Dark. What was it sometime last year, early this year? Um, how did how did that come about? Um, I reached out, and they were like, "Yeah, we have a spot. You want to come?" <laughs> um, and so that was like, I did like two tapings. Um, for AW, I did two trips. Um, and then um. I have another date coming up, so... Ooh, breaking um, news. Yeah. It's... It's all just kind of, like... If they're... Now that they're traveling, like, if they're in town, like, they'll be, like, send an email and be like, hey, want to come do extra work? And then you hope you get a match. 
and that's pretty much it. So you'll be there at the Boston Taven, I'm assuming? No. Okay. Um, Newark. Okay. Okay. Because I know I'm going to be in Boston. Uh, the Dynamite show I've moved like a million times. Well, there's a couple of them like that. What was that? <laughs> I think October 22nd? I would assume um, they'll probably reach out for Boston as well. Um, the Newark one was a complete surprise um, and probably the absolute worst timing ever. Uh, just because I just started a new job last week and I have to move October 1st. Um, and I already have a three show weekend this week. So just, you know, let's, let's just throw AEW in there too. Like, why not? <laughs> oh, you, got, you got plenty of time, Dave. You don't need to sleep. You know? Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not, not stressed out at all, guys. It's okay. <laughs> like me with my weekends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In my new job, I literally have no idea what I do. So that's super fun as well. I'm just really, I'm in all these meetings and I'm just really confused. And I'm like, oh God, maybe they'll just fire me and I can collect unemployment for a little bit. And like, God. So you, you apply for a job and you don't know what you're doing? Or like, no. you know, but you don't know the job itself? No, I literally have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I applied for a customer service position and they were like, we think you're really smart. So we're going to have you in like client relations. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and I don't, I literally have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> right into the fire. I like it. it yeah. It's funny you say that. So I worked at BJ's for eight years. Um, I worked in Coventry, Rhode Island, Seacock, Mass. Then I worked at the distribution center in Uxbridge. When I got my last job, um, so I work out of since it, well, I have a job that's out of Cincinnati, but I work from home. My last job, my friend got my friend who got me the position. His reference was like, "Yeah, Sam is like the smartest person I ever met when I was in college, and he'd be really good." I'm like, "Dude, I don't even know what I'm doing. What do you mean I'm the smartest person? You realize what I have to aspire to now?" <laughs> no pressure, Sam. No pressure. No pressure no, at all. No pressure. Yeah, it's just like. It's really weird. I thought I was just going to be like answering people's emails of like the status of their labs. And they were like, oh, no, we want you to be like a little bit more on like the technology side. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I was a paralegal, guys. Like, I don't know how to code. I, I went from driving a forklift to being a data analyst reading raw data. Like... <laughs> I know that feeling. So do yeah, you... it's very confusing. So <laughs> I just like sit in meetings and these people just talk, 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 talk. And I'm like on mute. Like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I had a meeting like that a couple of weeks ago. I was on the phone with Fidelity for a client and we weren't even, we didn't even have to be in this call. It was like an hour long. And I usually take my lunch at like three. I'm a late breaker. So my project lead looks, you know, messages me separately and goes, you know, you probably could have eaten. I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm already half a bag of carrots down. So <laughs> not, not eating. <laughs> so did you, did you go to school prior to wrestling? I'm like college for anything? Nope. Um, graduated high school early. Got a job full time at a gym. Bought a crappy car. 
and then paid um, New England Pro Wrestling Academy a year's worth of tuition up front. Um, and I was like, I'm going to be a wrestler. Um, my guidance counselors, I would have like literal verbal arguments with them in high school. Because <laughs> like when we were juniors and stuff, we had to have like mandatory meetings with our guidance counselors to go over like what colleges we're applying to. And I would just go and sit in there just like miserable, miserable. Like when I tell you I was so miserable in school. Like, I, li- I didn't have friends because I have, like, resting bitch face, like, really bad. <laughs> and <laughs> it's really bad. And um, that was literally, like, my my face. Like, oh, God, I look like a convict sometimes in, like, pictures. Because <laughs> my face is just evil. And so I literally, I didn't have friends. So I was so miserable all the time that people, like, were like, oh, my God, this girl is not approachable. And I wasn't like in school. Oh, absolutely not. Get away from me. And <laughs> to go and sit with my guidance counselors and be like, okay, did you like fill out the common app? And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. And they'd be like, why? And I'd be like, because I don't want to. I'm going to be a wrestler. And they're like, okay, but like you need a backup plan. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm fine. And um, they're like, okay, can you like maybe try an honors class next year? And I was like, no, I don't want more homework. I'm not doing it. And like, I graduated like top of my class. I took easy classes. Like I took all like the standard classes and I got A's in all of them. And I was like, I just coasted. I was like, get me out of here. Um, so then, um, I started working at a gym. Uh, I started wrestling and then, um, I went to Japan and I came home like pretty injured. So I was like at a chiropractor and I ran into an attorney at the chiropractor randomly and they were like hiring part-time so um I started working at a law firm part-time as a file clerk and then they fired their paralegal and I was like oh if I go get like my paralegal certificate in like three months can I have the job and they're like yeah um six years later I just quit being a paralegal and now I don't know what I do um but yeah that's my only education is paralegal certificate um and I've just kind of like faked it till I made it or made it in my whole life like I was 25. I bought a home, like, and now I'm selling my home, but I'm making money off of my home. So, like, I feel like I'm doing okay. I'm 27, um, and I'm, you know, I'm about to be, you know, a part of a, a part of a business owner. Like, I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> I would say so. I would say so, especially, you know, buying a home as young. I think I bought mine around the same age you did. And I'm kind of working on the same thing about selling it. But, you know, that's that's especially not going to college and just being like, nah, fuck you guys. I'm just going to do what I want and, you know, just go to the top. I mean, you're a champion and probably what one of the biggest, if not the biggest independent company in the Northeast. Uh, I would say so. I would say chaotic is at least number three. Um, Beyond there, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Um. I would say Limitless or Beyond would be one and two. Okay. Um, and I mean, I work for Limitless and Chaotic, and, like, that makes me, like, real happy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I work for the two best promotions in New England? Sick. <laughs> like, I don't really need much else. <laughs> it's funny. Just, be- just before COVID, I went to try out for Top Rope out of fall river and uh who is it it was uh ryan waters assuming you've yep. heard of him 
Yeah. Yep. Um, I was going to do it and I was ready to throw the cash down. And this is what I think there's like a November 2019. I, I got into the car with my buddy after the gym and I'm like, I'm going to wait. Something tells me to wait. Don't do it. Cause I really wanted to. That was, that was something I did when I was little. Um, the guy I met, Scott Thurow, actually is my older brother's, you know, best friend. Um, he got, he got us into wrestling along with my uncle. That's how Scott and I met, uh, was it WrestleMania 33 or whatnot. Um, I was just, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to hold off. And lo and behold, three, four months later, we're on lockdown. So. (laughs) (laughs) We've had this podcast going since then though. So it's kept us, uh, busy. That is very true. Yeah. It's like a whole, it's like a whole second job, but it's. It's funny, like, I, I, I gladly sacrifice my social life sometimes for this stuff because I just, I have a lot of joy watching it. And yes, Sam, even Raw sometimes, I do enjoy watching it. <laughs> you do that. You do that. <laughs> I will make that sacrifice for the team, Sam. Yeah, just like I did Friday. Where, oh my, I can't believe I killed off that whole bottle of tequila. I'm not going to lie. How <laughs> Because I, I was there, and then, like, Samantha and her boyfriend showed up, who also killed off the half a bottle, to help me lift my bathroom. And she's there, perky, smiling. And I go, how are you still functioning? Pulls out a bottle of Sky. Fuck Like, it's 12 <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. Why? Oh, my God. I'm like, nope. <sighs> so, in your, in, it sounds like, obviously, wrestling takes a lot, a lot of your free time. So, um. The questions, the other two questions I really had it because there's a lot of product out there right now. How much of it do you watch or follow? And aside from that, what do you do when you're not doing wrestling related? Stuff? Um, I watch a lot of wrestling. I do. Um, I I follow. I, I consistently watch WWE just because I've been watching it since I was 11. Um. I'm too I'm too poor to afford Hulu Live, so I'm not paying Hulu Live to watch AEW. I'm sorry, Cody Rhodes. Um, I catch the clips online and like the highlights. Um, and like I'll watch Dark, um, you know, because it's just more accessible. Um, Limitless, I always watch. Chaotic, I always watch. Um, Beyond, I'll watch like here and there. And just like some other stuff, if like a match intrigues me, I'm like, oh, like I'll I'll go find that and watch that. Um, but yeah, re- like wrestling is very very time consuming, and like especially when I have like a full weekend, I'm like I physically can't watch any more wrestling. Like, I just I can't do it. I will I will die if I try to watch another match right now. Um, it just it's just like it it wrestling to me like. It takes a lot for me to, like, sit there and enjoy a match. Like, I'll watch it and I'll be critiquing it. So I just like to watch really my friends wrestle. Like, because that brings me joy. I'm like, oh, my God, look at them. Like, they're killing it. And, like, they're doing this and da 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 So that makes me, like, a fan again when it's, like, my friends or my students. Um, if it's just, like, a random match, I'm just like, ugh, just, like, shoot me. Because um, I just can't. It's just it just becomes too much, too much. Um, outside of wrestling, like what I do in my free time, mostly I sleep. Um, that's pretty much it. Like, 
I, I like go to the gym. Um, like I'll hit up the occasional concert here and there. Um, we actually just did like a little group outing to Sky Zone. Um, so Becca could le- learn how to do a shooting star press. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, so like we'll just and we'll like do like dinners here and there. Um, and like we'll get together and watch like pay per views and stuff like that. But pretty much, I mean, my free time revolves around like people in wrestling and then so it's like still kind of wrestling (laughs) um but yeah if I ever have like you know a day to myself I'm really just kind of just like staying in bed and like contemplating my existence because I'm in pain oh and then I like I'm like okay and then it'll be like 4 p.m and I like get a coffee and then like do like one chore and I'm like, okay, that's enough for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I've satisfied my quota. I am done. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I got up out of bed and, like, put something in the dishwasher. Ooh, you can go take a nap now. That's, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's, that's pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all the questions I had. That's all I had. I don't know if you had anything else you want to throw in there, Scott. I actually did have one technical question. Um, why am I working? Huh? <laughs> I said, why are my speakers not working? <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's always a question, Sam. Um, but our, our friend of the show, uh, Mark, who's... Uh, He's also a big fan of U.S. He's he's gone to uh, a bunch of chaotic shows. He just had a a question that when he's been watching some matches, he's noticed this. Um, when wrestlers go up to the top rope, um, they seem to have one hand grabbing it underhanded and the other one overhanded. Is that like a balance thing? What's the the reasoning behind that? To be completely honest, I have no idea. Because <laughs> Your girl doesn't go to the top rope, so <laughs> I don't although, know. Although that's not true, I did see that in one of your JT matches, and, okay, and I remember texting like, you afterwards, like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> I it backfired on me. So um, <laughs> if you see me going to the top, it's probably because something's about to backfire on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Rick Flair move, I see it. <laughs> yeah, like whoo. Ooh, I don't do that. Um, honestly, so I think I I don't think it's like a specific thing. I, I in my brain, it's kind of like when people when they deadlift and they do the over under grip. I think it might just be like a comfort kind of thing. Um, not anything really in particular of a balance kind of. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, um, before we uh, call it quits here, uh, Davian, do you have, um, I mean, you can send it to me too. So when we drop this podcast, you can, um, we can link it all, but you want to just drop all your social media. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Twitter and Instagram are both at Davian, D-A-V-I-E-N-N-E underscore underscore. 
Um, and then a uh, Facebook like page um, that is like, I think it's backslash like not America's sweetheart. Um, I don't know if there are still like the catfish accounts of me on there. There was like four at one point. That's right. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's the one with the most likes. If you know, there's ever that, a question in search. That, that just means you've made it. Yeah. Right. You, you get the catfish accounts. <laughs> I was like, the best was when like the catfish account was like messaging me. Yeah, and I like <laughs> me messaging me. Or then I had another, I had another account who was like, I don't know, this guy in like India or something, who would message the real my real account, and I just ignore them all, right? And um, he was sending me screenshots of messages with the fake account. Being like, is this really you? And of course, the fake account is like, yeah, of course. And then he's like, I'm a hacker. Like, I'm going to hack the fake account. And I was like, what is going on? Like, this is insane. Uh, and I just ignored it all. So, People with too much time on their hands, I swear. <laughs> they really do. They really do. And I'm like, hey, you want to be me? Go for it. Have fun. <laughs> Well, we uh, thank you for coming on here. Uh, we're really glad that we could uh, talk to you. Maybe sometime in the future, you know, further down the road, we can get you back on and talk uh, further down your career. Yeah, um, thank you guys so much for having me. Of course, of course. Pleasure to all. We wanted to do this for a long time. Um, I was talking to Sam. I said, listen, I said, once we finally start doing interviews, I said, I already know our first one. I said, I <laughs> Yeah, the, it, it would be it would be wrong to have anybody else but you on this Aww. podcast. So thank you so much for agreeing to to come on with us today. Oh, of course. And for those of you who don't already do so, please make sure you follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. I keep going to say Bedlam Media. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bed, uh, Above the Ring. There I go. And shoot us <laughs> the studio. Uh, you can find me as the SMB official and Scott Scotty J Stream. We are on all streaming platforms. If there is one you cannot find us on, please let us know. We'll make sure that we are on there on your streaming platform. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Tell people why Ship It Studios is above the ring is the podcast if you choose and why they should listen to us as well. Guys, it's been above the ring with the uh, interviewing the wonderful Davian. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to ship it. As always, do not forget us also to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.